0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at babble.com slash BlueWire, spelled dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world. George's box.
2: The seen. George's box.
1: Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Welcome back to George's box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And uh, Dan's having dinner with his family. Must be nice. Must be nice to have other priorities than your yeah. unpaid. Nice internship. for him. Didn't want to be here. Yeah. One day a week. He only comes around when the team's losing. (laughs) Now that they're good. Now that Corey Kluber's back, he doesn't want to talk to him. (laughs) Well, here we are. It is, I mean, it's pretty much September. We are six games back, you know, as we record this Monday evening. Six games back of first place. I feel like it's time to do some soul searching. The 13-game win streak was a blast. A lot of fun, but it's over, and it was always going to end at some point. So, I you know, we'll obviously talk about this week in games, but there is a bit of, uh, you know, what's next? Yeah, it's interesting. It, it
3: feels very similar to 2018, whereas at the beginning of September, end of August, we kind of knew that we were going to be in the wild card game. We knew we weren't going to catch Boston for the division and we knew we probably weren't going to blow the wild card game lead and to me that's what this feels like for me the next month is just getting Kluber ramped up making sure the bats stay hot stay healthy and make sure we're as prepared as possible for that wild card game I don't know about you I just I don't see any scenario passing Tampa 6 games with a month to go I, I just don't see that
1: Well I think the only thing that you could say is I mean they've got to come down to earth at some point as well, like, you know, the the win streak for us couldn't go on for forever. I know they, they aren't on a 13-game win streak, but they've been winning a lot of games. And if, you know, there's – it's not impossible for us to have a three-game win streak this week and then have a three-game lose streak losing streak this week. And then it's, you know, it's a totally different conversation. It
3: is it is possible. I think one thing that really hurt us, I remember me and you in March talking about how weird the schedule was. We basically played ninety percent of our games against the Rays before the trade deadline. Before we had Gallo, before we had Rizzo when we were playing like shit. We play them one more time. It's the last three games of the season in the Bronx. But I feel like if the schedule was maybe distributed a little bit differently and we had all of our games against Tampa in the second half instead of the first half, we might be having a totally different conversation right now.
1: I wonder why it was balanced.
3: That way, it's weird. Like we played them, I think nine nine games against them in April.
1: I think we played them twice in May. Like it was super weird this year. I wonder if a lot of schedules were set up almost like there was some kind of backdoor, like COVID, like Plan B. Like obviously, COVID's an issue now. But, you know, at the time the season was starting, the schedule was starting, spring training, it was a very different world. like vaccines weren't out there, so I you know, I, I'm just saying like if the, if they maybe built the schedule with the idea of like, if we have to collapse this, this is the easiest way to collapse it. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I talk all the time about controlling your own destiny. And we do not, you know, we don't control our own destiny. We need other teams to beat the Rays. We need the Rays to lose, then, and we need to win. So um, the division is, I don't think it's fully done
3: just because no, like, it's this not team fully has fully I mean, hot. what, do they have a 10%, maybe a 5 or 10% chance to win it? It's, it's pretty low, though.
1: Yeah. After a team wins 13 games in a row, though, there's a part of me that's like, who knows what the fuck they're going to do, you know? Who knows what they're going to do? I couldn't believe that that's the longest win streak in 60 years. Like if you said to me, hey, what's the last time the Yankees won 13 in a row? I'd say I'm um, maybe 98 or at, at like the latest. But like we probably rattled one off in like, you know, 2005 or something like that.
3: In two thousand and nine, they had a bunch of I think like seven or eight gamers. Like they went on a tear in the second half of O nine. I guess they never got up to twelve or thirteen or whatever, but they had like multiple seven or eight game winning streaks throughout that second half. But yeah, I would have guessed two thousand and nine
1: personally. Yeah. It would have been something way more recent than nineteen sixty one. Yeah, no, for but, sure.
3: And yeah, everybody's talking about the Rays, and I think it's very important to kind of talk about the Orioles. The Rays are eighteen and one against the Orioles. The Yankees are are eight and five against the Orioles. Like that is the difference. You can talk about the games they blow into the Astros or getting walked off against the Red Sox or whoever. But if the Yankees would have just taken care of business against the Orioles, We'd probably be in first place right now. And in 2018, the Red Sox went 17-2 and against Baltimore. They won the division. And I think the same thing is happening this year. And it's frustrating because we'd have those series with Baltimore. We'd win the first two. We'd blow the last one and everyone would say, oh, well, we took two out of three. And we kept saying that's not good enough. You need to take the free wins and it's burning them now.
1: Yeah, I mean I think they're – when the season's over, at least, You know, the regular season especially, I feel like it's – I've been trying to think of who's going to do it because I'm sure shit not going to do it. And honestly, I have been very detached from like Bronx pinstripes as a whole this season. So I don't know who we have on staff where we do this. I think it's going to be Neil Keefe. I think Neil Keefe is going to be the guy who writes the article pointing out the games that like here, you know, the five, six games, whatever it is, specifically that were the difference. And I think there will be specifically games that Aaron Bro- Aaron Boone costs us. Oh, sure. He loves he loves Hammer
3: and Boone. But, yeah, there's there's the, the games that they blew, like, in the ninth inning where they had 99% win probabilities. And yep. then there were these these Orioles games. It's, it's very – Sunday punt games, Sunday punt yeah.
1: rosters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad pitching changes. Yeah. No, I mean, that that is just a huge difference maker. And we do have – you know, we're – When you look at the strength of schedule, and it's like you know, there our remaining strength of schedule is like four seventy seven. There's the raise is like five twenty eight or some shit like that. Um, It's gonna be interesting to see what um, you know, like what we do with these next six games left. Like we, you know, it's tough to say like hey we need to sweep them but like we kind of do if you want to stay in any kind of hope against them and we have a lot like we have a lot of bad teams that we're playing now we're playing the angels they're bad baltimore bad toronto bad mets bad twins bad orioles bad indians bad (laughs) rangers bad boston worse than us yeah Mm -hmm. toronto bad Blue Jays I mean uh, then the race like there's a lot of bad coming up uh, there's, there's another 13 game win streak in here
3: there is they got to I mean they have six more games against the Orioles you absolutely have to go six and out we've lost to them five times and that's about four times too many so they got to win six of those and you got to with Cole starting in Anaheim this week you have to take two out of three you win the Cole game you
1: win one of the other ones and that's a five and one week yeah they can do that um yeah, I mean I just I look at like that four-game Toronto series next week. You know, you, you win, maybe you win the last two of those, and then it's just Mets one game against the Twins at home, at Baltimore, Cleveland at home, Texas at home, like there's a lot of wins right there.
3: No, they are. I think they're going to get to, like, 96, 97 wins and be, like, a 97-win wildcard team, if I, if I had to guess.
1: Well, you know, we had said that they had to win two out of three to get to, it was, like, 93 wins. Yes. And they've been winning more than two out of three. Like, their bad week was just right now where we won two out of three
3: yeah if they man if they would have just had like a mediocre start instead of an abysmal start like if they would have just been embarrassed e- and e- yeah.
1: Embarrassing. the worst baseball i have ever seen ever the new york yankees play like We're not even close it's so easy when you're winning 13 in a row and you know even hey in a losing effort R- rizzo's pinch hitting and and you know ripping one through chapman and all that fun stuff like Gary Sanchez got thrown out at third base being the first or third out like three times this year. <laughs> like yeah, we were yeah. really fucking bad for a really long time.
3: I think it was him, Gary Glaber, and Clint combined for, I don't know, it was like 20 outs on the bases, something crazy. Does it worry you how streaky this team is? Like they'll lose eight yeah. in a row. They won 13 in a row. Like they're, they're not even keeled at all.
1: <laughs> I mean that's, that's what I've been saying all year. Like yeah. this, the 13-game win streak, like that's fun. But like, it doesn't really mean much to me. That's not the team. That's not who this team is. No, because no, we no. just went and lost two in a row against a team that, like we, you know, is chasing us.
3: I also feel like we're having the same conversations that we have a lot, where it's like, okay, we have our game one starter, or we have our pl- first playoff starter, and then what? And it's like, well, maybe Gumby, maybe Tyone. Maybe Kluber will come back, and it's like it would be really nice to just have the first two figured out and start that conversation at the third spot
1: instead of having to have that conversation at the two spot, if that makes well, sense. Well, I know. You, listen, you're the biggest coal guy in the world. I'm not saying I'm not a coal guy. I love coal. It feels great. It's like having Roger Clemens again. We keep saying that. Yep. I mean the other side of the wild card game is Chris Sale. It's, yeah,
3: no, it's, it's you know, a little scary, but it's at home. I, I just can't, I can't be worried when it's Cole at home. I, I just can't. Like, I'll stress about other games. I can't stress about that.
1: I mean, it's the only game. So we're I, built. We're built for a one-game wild card game at home with Cole. We are. I, we are built for a one-game wild card game at home against some no-name pitcher. <laughs> I mean, listen, Chris Sale has a World Series for a reason he's
3: tough but we're mostly we're mostly righties i don't know it just doesn't he doesn't scare me like it's 2018
1: look there's a chance well listen hey our mostly righties lineup fucking sucks we can't go well we're mostly righties that was that was the issue
3: (laughs) the athletics could there's a chance the athletics could catch them they're on a two-game winning streak now and boston has not been playing well so i'm kind of holding out hope there but yeah it'll be It'll be Cole and Sale probably, and that is going to be electric. By the way, if, if a, a Yankees Red Sox, what is game that like? Playoffs. It's oh like a, a Tuesday.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: You, you've been to those. It doesn't matter what day it's on. Those wild card games. Yeah, are no, I'm anymore. not
1: saying that it's uh, that it's a bad thing. I'm just I'm more so uh, like that's a Tuesday. Like, you know, listen, as it gets closer. I mean, I broke the news about the the baby coming and that like the playoffs are out, but like I can still there's still, you know, like. When you saw Muhammad Ali and he's got, like, a lot of, what do you have, Parkinson's? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and he's just shaking like a leaf on a tree. Yeah. But if you caught him, like, if he wanted to, he could snap back. He's got a punch left. Yeah. That was always the thing, like, these old boxers. And that's kind of how I am about games. Like, Mm. I hear it, my natural, like, I forget everything else for a second. I'm like, I can get there. What day of the week's that? But then reality comes in. I, I will not be at that game. Yeah. Look,
3: it's going to be a tough road, regardless. If I mean they're going to have one game playoff game with sale, then they'd have to go straight to the Trop, beat them in a five game series, and then probably Houston in the CS. So it's going to be it is not an easy road to the World Series. Like some years we we start out with the twins in the DS, and it's very realistic to to envision the path to the World Series.
1: This is going to be a hard fucking path. Yeah, I mean, because we have our weaknesses. Yeah. You know, we definitely have our weaknesses. And, I mean, again, like, it's an exciting team. I know everyone thinks I'm so negative. I I like to think I'm a realist. I like to strategize and get ahead of the disappointment. And, I mean, at the deadline, we went out and got Andrew Haney, and he's in (laughs) long relief now. So... (laughs) Maybe we should have gotten a pitcher That's what I've been saying the whole time.
3: Maybe. Maybe they should have. I want to talk about the Braves really quick. I know it was yeah. a while away, but I fucking hate the Braves. I hate John Smoltz. I hate the Tomahawk chant. I just think they're overrated. Their whole thing was winning a bunch of division titles in a row and not not winning World Series. I was very, very happy to sweep them. I don't know what it is about. I generally don't
1: hate National League teams, but for some reason, they just really rub me the wrong way. I like that stadium. I've been there once. I, I went by myself on like a Tuesday. Um, I would like the Yankees to play a weekend series there. Okay, because that would be a lot of fun. There's a ho- the hotel. There's a hotel in the outfield. You just stay there. They've got a pool. You can watch the game. There's a lot of shit going on. Um, so I, I would really like them to play a weekend series there. I mean, the John Smoltz thing. Has gotten, and I don't know if it just feels like it's really ramped up over the last like three or four years. Like, once the Yankees, because we had the middle 2010s where it was, we were lost. Yeah. We were lost as a team. We're just like, hey, like, let's give Luis Soho a monument so people don't watch the Jet game (laughs) on Sunday. Like, whatever it is, we're just, we're trotting everyone out there. And then we came back like very quickly, you know, obviously 2017. Um, you know, getting much further, and I feel like that's when the Smoltz hate, like really became evident. And maybe we just ended up with like more games on TBS at the time for the playoffs because th- wasn't he there for a little bit.
3: Yeah, I first noticed it in 2017 in the ALCS when we played Houston. Like that was when it was for, and it was just like, holy shit, this guy fucking hates us. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if you remember this in 2009, Smoltz had a very quick cup of what do they call cup of coffee with. The Red Sox, like at the very end of his career. And I think it was his last start. We fucking bombed him at Yankee Stadium. And he, like, decided to retire the next day because he was just done. And maybe maybe that has something to do with it.
1: Well, I mean, I think also – I mean, he was on all those. We made it. We won the division. Well, yeah,
3: for sure. Obviously the World Series. You
1: lose to the sure World bothers. Series twice. No, I mean he went from the Red Sox to – he, he played he for the Cardinals, that? yeah. The Cardinals still that year. Oh no, they released him. Okay. Well, he yeah, he was
3: pretty cooked, and I just and he I was, was designated for assignment
1: on August seventh after a thirteen to six loss to the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees yeah. ten days to release or trade him or send him to the minors. They are from a minor league stint in order to prepare him to be placed in the <laughs> bullpen, and he rejected <laughs> it. So they released okay, yeah, him I knew it was it was ugly. With the Cardinals. Yeah, he um. Yeah, no, he just like he very much does not like the Yankees, and it's I, it's fun for me to see that. I guess he was never on TBS for some reason. I thought he was on TBS. Is he just Fox. Um, he does he does it with he does the LCS yeah yeah. So he do, oh no, no he was so yeah he did um he's an ad, he's been an analyst for MLB Network and called games and postseason games for TBS. Okay, then he went to Fox. Yeah, I, he just he doesn't like us. I don't think he hides it, and I'm kind of fine with that. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, he's he's wearing his what do they call it? wearing his colors? And how about the second that second game where Chapman has his whatever 50th meltdown of the season? They bring in Wandy Peralta, you know, Freddie Freeman, bases loaded, two outs, one run game, three two count, and he fouls off like five pitches in a row. That is an exciting as an end to a game as you'll
1: see. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's not what I needed to start my week. No, <laughs> no. I didn't need that like that early in the week. Wait, real c- quick about smaltz. So like I've always been, I mean, I don't do it as much now because I'm 36. But when I was young, like when I was a kid, I wore a hat all the time. Non-so- you never saw me in not a hat. It was a-, a thing in school because you can't wear hats in school. Any like second in between classes, I'm throwing it on, you know, always getting in trouble. And I remember being a young kid. Um, Like, elementary school, he's still, you know, with the Braves. And we were watching a game. Maybe it was – it might have been one of the World Series. And um, Smoltz is there with his hat off in the dugout. And he's, like, going bald. And my dad, this is the thing I remember most about John Smoltz. My dad goes, that's why you don't wear a hat all the time. That guy wears a hat all the time. And look, he's going bald. <laughs> and, and I don't know if there's any science behind it, but John Smoltz was going bald because he wore a hat too much. So I shouldn't wear a hat all the time. <laughs> that's just if you if anytime John Smoltz is calling a game or anyone tweets about John Smoltz, if I hear John Smoltz, I'm in the conversation we're having when you mentioned John Smoltz. But in my mind, went bald because you wore a hat all the time. <laughs> Thinking about the balding.
3: I think the hair on the sides with the bald top looks worse than just shaving a head. Like the Larry David hair on the sides. Like I don't know why so many guys do that. If I was losing my hair, I would just, you know, cold turkey the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't know what I would do. I'm lucky at my age to still have so much hair. It's just it's going it's very gray. I recently realized, like, if I committed a crime, and the cops came and they were like, "Could you describe the guy?" They would be like, "Oh, he had gray hair." <laughs> it wouldn't be like he's got salt and pepper gray. It's salt and pepper brown. He's got gray hair. But dude, just let it ride. I think like hair oh, yeah. products are. I, oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not dying. I mean, what am I gonna do? Who am, right. who am I gonna fuck? exactly you know, i got uh two kids like what am i who gives a shit yeah the
3: hair upset i i never i mean it's easy for me to say i'm, I'm not losing hair yet knock on wood but i just i've never understood the huge insecurity about that like i'm losing that hair oh
1: i i get it i ask people all the time i've stopped now but i would ask people like so what are you gonna do about that? because i'm genuinely curious like what are you yeah. going do about that and sometimes people are like it's been like this far back since I was eighteen, and like it just, and it stopped. So I'm interesting. Good. Okay, yeah, So you but, really
3: you ask the probing questions.
1: Yeah, I just ask. You know, it's yeah. a dickhead thing. Um, <laughs> but I'd rather you be uncomfortable while I ask than me just wonder. Then I'm not even in the conversation. I'm just thinking about what what you're going to do with your hair. I've been lucky. I have a like my group of friends from college. All our wives are friends and stuff. And uh, my wife always points out. That. like we all have we all have all our hair we all have very good hair so we do have one guy who's got it's a little thinning and we, yeah we make fun of him because we're yeah, mean you have to
0: yeah because <laughs> we're men we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
3: Judge and Stanton, absolutely on fire in August. I mean, this 13-game winning streak has really been propelled by them. Get to the stats here. Stanton, since August 3rd, 342, 8 bombs, 1.125 OPS. Judge, three thirty-seven, eight 8 bombs, 1.067 OPS. I think this is the first time that they've both clicked at the same time and been healthy since we got Stanton.
1: It's weird because... I mean you think the two they're two monsters. Like yeah. in size, like in stature, like they are just huge. They're both going off at the same time. I don't I don't think of them as like like you think of them because they're size, but like they're not the Bash brothers. They don't seem like they're friends. There's no like they hey, don't seem like they're friends. Yeah, that no, like weird. Yeah. It's almost like they're on different teams. No, you're
3: right, and this is actually an interesting segue, so totally off topic, but at the wedding I was at this Saturday, the groom – Wait, wait. wait. Or the, Did you rent yeah. a wheelchair? I rented a wheelchair, so I'm in a wheelchair. How yeah. much is it to
1: rent a wheelchair?
3: I got it for like three weeks just to be safe, and it was like 200 bucks.
1: Oh, OK. I thought yeah. we, I thought we were getting a day rate right here. I was, nah. I was just, so you have a wheelchair in your house in case you need it for the next three weeks? Exactly. OK. okay. Makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: So, so yeah, I'm there and I'm like, you know, I'm there in the wheelchair. I'm at, I'm at the table. A lot of people are dancing, you know, this is like nine or 10 o'clock. And basically the, a friend of the bride is a photographer for the Yankees. I don't, I don't remember her name. Um, she only goes to home games. So she wasn't, she wasn't in Oakland, she was home able to go to the wedding or whatever. Yeah. And basically the bride and the groom kind of sent her over to talk to me. I guess to just give me something to do you while everybody. She looked like you
1: needed a wish. I, I was you like, looked a, like make a a wish. Make a wish kid. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, so she came over to me and I yeah, like I asked her about a couple of the players and the feedback I she said Judge is the nicest one on the team. She said Cole and DJ are both very quiet and very serious. And I asked her about Stan and she was like Yeah, he kind of keeps to himself. So I thought I thought all that feedback was uh, was interesting.
1: Yeah, like I don't think if you were to ask, you know, if someone were to present what I presented to me, I would say, yeah, it's probably Stanton. Like, I don't think Stanton cares much to be one of the boys.
3: No, I think, I think Stanton goes out and parties with other athletes in other sports. Like there was a video of him with like Le'Veon Bell, Joel Embiid. Like I think he's much more into the celebrity thing, the status thing. I don't think he's like you know going to a local bar with guys on the team.
1: Yeah, I think he – in his mind and I think because it's true, in a window of like in 2017, like he transcended. He was going to be like the face of baseball. Yeah. He was hitting all those home runs, doing it in a small market, you know. Um, And so especially when when you're that dude in Miami, there's one show in town. And it's whatever the sport is at that time in Miami. So you're the guy. Whereas like New York, there's a billion things to do. Like it's very tough to be the guy.
3: And I forget what his list was when he – When he was getting traded, I know he said no to the Cardinals, small market. I think he was only looking at New York for the Yankees, L.A. for the Dodgers, I think Chicago for the Cubs. I
1: think he said no to the Giants, right? Yeah, Um,
3: which I guess, you know, San Fran's a big city, but it's not like a party scene. Like, I think part of wanting to go to the Yankees or the Dodgers, not only the winning, but, like, just the party. I think he wants to be part of the social scene.
1: I think in his mind, he's like, a zillion dollars guaranteed. I just hit 59 home runs. I'm going to go hit a million home runs. I'm going to win World Series. TMZ is going to talk to me all the time. Not TMZ sports. TMZ. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what he was thinking.
3: Yeah, it was. It is crazy, though. Like, we got him in 2018, and there, you see these stats where it's like that was the seventh game that Judge and Stanton homered in the same game. And you're thinking, we've had this guy for four years. And that's only like the sixth or the seventh time. It, it's crazy how 50, little they've 50 done. 50 50 split at the same on
1: that, time. though. 50 50 split on that. I mean, you can't hit home run in the same game as Judge if he's not there. That's true, and vice versa, yeah. too. They're, they're both, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Stanton just missed a season, like, missed a, uh, pretty much a season.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, and they've both been they've both been basically fully healthy. Stanton
1: missed two weeks for a quad, but they're both gonna end up playing a
3: hundred, probably a hundred and yeah. Judges,
1: judges, I think Judge has already played like a hundred and eighteen games. That makes like sense. That. Yeah, he'll probably finish like I don't know one forty. I read that. Forty five. I think I saw that number in a Hubs blog. So let me double check because it might be in the future that like that's what he's averaging. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, listen, they're on fire. There's a certain part of like for with Judge, he's played 116 games so far, Judge, this season. Okay. Which will be which is the most games already the most games he's played in the season besides 2017. Yeah, and when he gets to, I think he has twenty
3: nine bombs. When he gets to thirty, that'll be the first time getting thirty since since twenty seventeen. It's nice nice to
1: see him play. Yeah. You know, basically a full year. Yeah. Um the thing with Stanton going off like this is, and, like, don't get me wrong. I'm excited about it. It's, like, good you did your job. Like, we're paying you yeah. a fuck ton of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we're paying you a, a shit ton of money. Aaron Judge doing it is, like, yeah, great, awesome, because, like, we're not paying him to play at that level yet. Once you get the money, you like, fucking hit 100 home runs. That's what you, literally you're supposed to do. I'm not going to be impressed. Yeah. If he
3: finishes at 33 homers, I'm not going to be like, Oh, what an amazing season. Like I expect 35 to 40. You're (laughs) fucking John Carlos.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Like, it's kind of going to be a disappointing season still. Right. Although he is, it is a lot better to see him in the field. They've been playing him in the field a lot, a lot more than I expected. You got no other options. You've got a lot of years left on this contract. And if, unless you want the first half of this season over and over again, you have to have some, flexibility in that lineup because you know we still have we have a lot of decisions. We still have decisions to make this season. We've got a lot of decisions to make in the offseason. Because you've got that, you know, the three headed monster of Gallo, Sanchez, and Judge all going to be free agents at the same time. Right. Uh, that is going to be interesting. Is your playoff lineup are you just
3: going Judge and center, Gallo and left, Stanton and right? I, I yeah. kind of want to see Gallo in center for a little bit just to see how he does. I know Judge is doing solid, but I'd like to see them maybe mix it up, or maybe they don't want to put Stanton in left, because they've, they've really only been playing Stanton in, in right a lot I of I mean, times.
1: Stanton's a right fielder. Stanton yeah. should have come in and been the right fielder when he got traded here. No, you're right. You know, if you're an MVP right fielder, we made, I mean, I, it's tough to say, like, Jeter should have moved. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely. you know, to the second, put the yeah. best team out there, yeah, that's what should have happened. This judge should have moved to, to left field. But, you know, the Chambers. <laughs> how could you? How could you move that? Uh, the Chambers. When when Cole, when the, all the sticky stuff
3: thing went down, we kind of talked about how, you know, Cole might have a transition, but he's too smart. He's too
1: talented. He'll figure it out.
3: Figure so it out. Since COVID, 3-0 with a 0. .51 ERA, I think we can finally put this conversation
1: to rest. I think the most dangerous thing you can do is – fucking sequester Cole you know you quarantine him alone with his thoughts after yeah. a couple bad starts I'm surprised his ERA is so high I'm surprised he that and he's not just like randomly bleeding during a pitch
3: thank you go. dude talk about a guy that probably doesn't hang out with the fellas I, I can't see him making a joke doing any like he he is all serious all the time I cannot imagine him joking around in a clubhouse at all
1: I could see him being a lot of fun after he gets a World Series. Yeah. He's made it to the World Series and lost. You know, like he he has all this money to play for his childhood team. You know, there's that saying it's going around, you know, with the the world changing and people with work and stuff is like, are you so focused on making a living that you're not living a life kind of thing? I think that's what he is. He is focused on making a living and not – he's not enjoying – like, if you think, you know, it's not the destination. It's the journey. I don't think he gives a fuck about the journey. No, no. He wants to be standing on a stage that is poorly constructed by union guys in like five minutes in shallow center field. That's all he cares about. It's very Jeter
3: esque. Like if you remember when Jeter was chasing three thousand, they die. He's like, I don't give a fuck. We're whatever, two games up, or we're three. Like that's what I care about. It's very Jeter esque, and I know a lot of times people will compare current Yankees to Jeter, and it's like stupid and it's a reach. But this one, I think, is is true. He's very similar to Derek in that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's for, he's focused on like you don't get to have the fun. It, it's I don't see it being fun to be a New York Yankee if you haven't won a world series no because you're known as a yankee that didn't win like yeah. nobody wants to be the don mattingly the best yankee
3: that didn't win yeah or whatever
1: like i think for like every single day that you're a yankee that you haven't won the world series you haven't i get you know you haven't earned your pinstripes you haven't it's hard it's also hard to get into monument park if you don't win like
3: how many guys in monument park don't ha- didn't win with them or two three yeah i mean i don't even know who's out there that didn't win I think they. I think Mattingly might. Be oh yeah, winner. Mattingly.
1: But but I never. I mean, I, he was before my time. But pe- people rave about him. But Mattingly. Like, really. He won the MVP in 1985. Half the league was construction workers. <laughs> I like. I don't give a shit about Don Mattingly. I've said. No, this me forever. neither. I yeah. met I met Don Mattingly the week after we traded for Stanton, and I was like, "You really did that? You you let us have him? <laughs> Super nice guy." fun to talk baseball with like i got like a private like you know discussion with him oh cool um but yeah like i don't give a shit if he comes back and manages the yankees and we win world series i'll care you get retroactive points like i'll yeah oh that will all the stuff that he did in the past though will mean something to me okay got it didn't Uh,
3: you meet didn't you have a discussion with andy pettit at some point or am i thinking of yes i did
1: uh for it was actually a rod's last game
3: and Andy had like a talk like one of those moderated talks yeah, before. Yeah.
1: Okay. How was it, that? It was good. I mean, he's not a ton of personality. Okay, yeah. You know, I forget what I asked him. I have it on video somewhere. But yeah, like I asked oh no, I asked him about the comparisons at the time. I was like, you know, you're part of the core four and you know, then you know, you've also got, you know, other guys who, you know, Bernie, is he part of it, whatever. But like when you look at our team right now with um, guys who are potentially coming up soon like judge we've seen what gary's done there's talk of this severino kid you know there are a couple of guys down there like what do you think and he was just like yeah you know i think there's a good opportunity dah, dah, dah. i forgot i talked to him after like one-on-one i forget what we talked about guys won all those world series and not an interesting conversation uh, I, like I, one of my favorite pitchers as a kid because i'm a lefty um but yeah no that's, like, I
3: feel the same way about Jeter. Like, I, I idolize him, obviously. but Never want to meet him. Never yeah, want to meet sat, him. Yeah, if I sat like, – I don't know what we would talk about. Like, never want to
1: meet him. Um, I, I've always said I don't want to meet Derek Jeter because if I'm being honest, I don't think he would like me. It'll be a letdown, too. It would be a letdown. It'd be a letdown because he would not like me. Like, because he's not going to be what I want him to be because right. I'm no. not no. what I envision myself to be when I meet Derek Jeter. Like, I'm a I'm a fat 36-year-old with kids. In my mind, I'm fucking 25, just, like, <laughs> f- cool guy you'd want to party with. Like, why wouldn't you want me as your wingman? And, like, and he's still doing jump throws in the hole. In reality, he's a 40-something-year-old millionaire who probably has v- very different, like, societal views than I do. Um, and who likes a quiet atmosphere and laid back? And like I'm meeting my hero, so let's fucking hug. Like uh, you know, it's just yeah. never going to be. Although I will say his. Um, so when he was dating, I was just like none. Of, like none of these women were good enough for my Derek Jeter. I was like an Italian mother. <laughs> and then I went to the Sports Illustrated swimsuit release party. Okay. And I was standing there talking to someone and all of a sudden someone taps me on the back and says, excuse me. And then there was just like a feeling that went by me. And it was Hannah Davis. Oh, cool. And I was just like – she was the one who said excuse me. I was just like, you touched my back. Good thing I have an undershirt, a dress shirt, and a blazer because it's sweaty. And, and it was just like – there was an there was a smell about her that I was like your greatness you deserve this. What year was this? Twenty sixteen maybe. Oh, so they were together at that point. Yeah.
3: Okay, because they got together like at the end while he was still playing. I think thirteen yeah. or fourteen. Okay.
1: Yeah, this was like I think the year after maybe she had been on the cover. Okay, so yeah, she was she
3: was blowing up. Yeah. And she I remember she w- she went to his uh sure you were there, Jeter's retirement night, and she was like, I don't know, eight months pregnant um yeah. on the field and she was there with him, so that was cool. But
1: my wife but yeah. started going to When we lived in New York, my wife got her hair done by the same person. Oh, that's something. Like she no, like she posted on like Instagram something and like, you know, tagged the stylist. Uh and my okay. wife was just like you have amazing hair, so that's where I'm going now. It works. Marketing. What yeah. do you think is going to happen in, uh, in L.A. or in Anaheim, whatever the fuck it's called? I mean, what do we got? Three games out there? Three, yeah. I mean, probably two or three, but there's a chance we, ju- we, we get that sweep. Like, I'm really excited to see Kluber tonight. Uh, I'm, uh, you know, listen, give me – he's got 75 pitches in him, they yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Give me four innings. Give me four good innings. Four innings of one-run ball. ball. I don't care if you're at 70 pitches there. Take them out. See if we can get one inning, two innings from Haney.
3: Right. Haney, I'm sure Haney will be, as soon as they get to a couple of lefties in the lineup in that fourth or fifth inning, yeah, they'll go to Haney for like two, three innings. Yeah, the
1: problem is, like, nobody knows how much Haney sucks, like the the guys in the other dugout. Right. (laughs) Like... (laughs) there's no, there's no intimidation, there's no like, oh, yeah, he's nasty, oh, like, oh, remember he does this, It's like, oh, oh, that's oh, yeah, that's the guy who he'd throw the pitch, and then I would turn around and look to see where it landed, like that's how these guys remember him, right. The scouting report is
3: middle middle fastballs at ninety one with no movement, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> they're licking their chops, but I think this is big, like to me, ideally, Kluber is starting game one of the d s after Cole starts a wild card game like I trust a healthy Kluber way more than Gumby or Tyone or any of those other guys
1: well you got it I mean I I, I just can't put too much into Kluber too much hope into him I mean how many games has he started this year I don't know yeah you're in, not a lot maybe seven May. or eight he threw a no hitter he's got a three era so he's got a no hitter against a very bad team Yes, and he's pitched eight games in the last two years I'm not slotting him in at the number two, yet he could be. I mean, he's a game. I'm saying not me neither today, but like ideally he pitches. You want him. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, you want him to to go out there and take that, which I'd be fine with because then you're probably going Kluber, Tyone, and then you might have Cole just come back.
3: Well, Cole would be good for Game 3, yeah. the way – because there's actually rest days. If you remember, there were no rest days between DS games last year. So yeah. this year, he could start the wild card game and then come, pa- come back, pitch Game 3 at Yankee Stadium. Like Tyone and Montgomery, I know they've been better recently. I think they both have ERAs on – Tyone's
1: under- been like – Tyone's been on a different like world compared to what we've seen from him. But
3: I – dude, I mean there was still – he was still horrible in the beginning. It's the same thing we talk about, the yeah. streakiness of the team. Like there's still
1: trust issues yeah. there. You know, who is the real Tyone? Yeah. And, I mean, with all these guys, you've got to find something in the middle. It's what I've said about Gary for years. He's either hitting, you know, five home runs in four games or he's getting thrown out of third base with no outs. Yeah, no, for sure. He He's one
3: of the streakiest offensive players we have. And the other thing about Gumby is, like, they just don't fucking score for him. He must have the worst run support in the league. I think they average like one or two runs a game.
1: Sometimes those guys, like it just happens. Like yeah. there, there are guys who just have seasons where it's like no one can score for me. Because even like, I mean, you look at the Sunday game, like he was, you know, he pitched well. Yeah. There, and there were errors. He, he had gotten, I forget what inning it was, but. You know, he had gotten five outs and it was still two outs with the, you know, runners was on brutal. first and third. Yeah. Gio making two errors in one game. I I don't think we'll ever see that. When again. the first ball to Gio was hit, I just remember thinking, I, in my mind, it went da 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 da. Like, this is it. He's going to, like, I was like, I can't believe Gio's about to backhand this while he steps on the base, throw across. Like, this is going to be so sick, especially <laughs> compared to. Even Odor played a great third base. Wade filled in there, you know, had some really good games. But, you know, Gio's back. So you just you feel secure anything hit that way. It is. He's my number one trust
3: factor of like of all of like your heart rate when a ball's hit to a certain player. Like Gio is my most is my favorite. Like yeah. ground ball to Gio, I'm com- promised. as a and then like Glaber is probably the worst.
1: Even like me. Rizzo over the weekend, he had like he had a ball to his backhand that he got there and just misplayed it. Um, he had a hard time scooping some balls. I'm just going to chalk some of that up to Cleveland. Uh, not to Cleveland, to Oakland. It's pro- probably bad field conditions. Oh, that ground horrible, screw probably yeah. stinks. Definitely. Yeah, no, You're absolutely right.
3: That plays a total shithole. How about a- – I thought it was so funny A-Rod was talking about how dedicated the fans were, and they're like panning, showing the fans, and it's just empty seats. Yeah. It's like, what are you
1: talking about? There's – are they at the games – ESPN, yeah, they I are. Yeah. Is. I've they had are. enough of enough this, like, here. fucking Michael K. Like, I don't know why, but when I see him post, like, oh, I'm at my kid's Little League game, and then – and I know this is very anti-family values, but I see him post, like, he's at his Little League game during the day, and then at night he's calling the game in Oakland. I'm like, fucking get on the plane. Do all this cost-cutting, letting O'Neal sit down in Florida. Yeah, like, it's so stupid. It's time. Like, listen, get – Get the fucking boys in the ballpark. And I don't know if you noticed, but they've made, like, like some side comments.
3: Not, like, disparaging, but they'll be like, you know, maybe I could have made – the, maybe I would have realized it if I was at the stadium.
1: Like, have you heard? I've definitely yeah. heard those Yeah, K from, from Cone. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's all cost-cutting stuff. I mean, I don't even know, like, some of the dot-com things. Like, I don't know if Matt St- Matt Stucco has been, uh, you know, a – like a face of the Yes Network for so long. I haven't seen him with any content in forever. I don't even know if he's still there because of right. COVID. Uh, yeah, they don't have them on. Yeah, no, you're
3: right, on the field. It's
1: just Meredith and then whoever's in the booth. But hasn't Meredith been traveling or no? Um, no. Oh, yeah, no, no. She she has at times. I feel like I saw her in Atlanta. She, yeah, yeah. because she can be on the field. I mean, I think you can send the, the announce team. I think they just aren't because it saves money. So embarrassing. That, that's so embarrassing, especially since they just posted. But the Yankees the Yan- don't own Yes. The Yankees Amazon haven't owned does, Yes right. in forever. Amazon owns it. It's like Fox. And Amazon owns it. Like, Yes is owned by like a billion different pieces. I think the Yankees own like 10% of it. They own right. enough that the Ye- that Yes can't do a good job. They can't have fun. Like, they can't, you know, hold people accountable. Aside from K, Like, Michael K. For, a, you know, a local broadcast guy from the Bronx, like he does, at least on his radio show, he talks about them like a fan. Okay, yeah,
3: see, I don't, I can't, like nothing, I don't mind, Michael okay, but I can't do seven hours a day. Of Michael oh, K. I don't I listen don't to it, I catch the okay. clips, I catch the uh, clips, okay. what am I?
1: I was going to say, I don't know I'm if not people Karen. can
3: listen to him for four hours and then watch a four-hour Yankee game, like, you listen to this guy talk for eight hours straight.
1: I have the game on mute most of the time, most nights I'm not listening to the game. Ah, gotcha. Because we've gotten, like, late. I have a two TV set up. We're late in the season. They're not talking about anything interesting. I throw it off mute when, like, something happens. Okay. You're Even, like, like the replay. other day. Like, like with, court, uh, with Nestor, with the balk. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, wait, what's going on here? That was a balk. Just, that, he balked. Yeah, I know. He, yeah, he was a little fiery from Nestor. You don't yeah. see that too often. I get that being, like, the third base umpire doesn't normally make that call. But the first base umpire missed that call. So I'd rather they get it right than get it wrong for our benefit.
3: Yeah, and come on. Nestor, with all of his funky leg kicks and deliveries, I'm sure he's gotten away with a few.
1: I mean, it it was like the clearest balk. Like, he broke the 45. Like, he stepped towards the plate and threw to first.
3: Okay. It happens. But I want to talk about the bullpen a little bit. You know, we went into the year thinking, okay, Chapman, Britton, and Green. These are going to be the top three. Clearly, that we trust, and then you had we signed O'Day and Wilson. Like those were our quote unquote top five.
1: I forgot about Darren O'Day, dude. I was so excited
3: for his silly fucking delivery. Yeah, we got it for two weeks. If you look at the bullpen going into the year, and then the guys that are dominating now, LaRazaga, Holmes, Peralta, like it is nothing like we envisioned.
1: Holmes was gonna be the worst trade ever. Peralta was gonna be serviceable at best, but like we had to you know move on from talkman and I mean Louisga he's been so bad for so long, and now he's just he figured it le- out I think he yeah. leads the league in
3: war for relievers like
1: he's having an amazing year, <laughs> yeah it's i mean everything i like I don't know what to make of this team I don't know what to like there is there are no more predictions. Yeah, it's tough to predict. It is weird. Like you have no idea. You you could
3: see them running through the playoffs, or you could see them getting blown out and and going out in the wild card game or the DS. Neither yeah. would surprise me.
1: Yeah, but like, I mean, they could literally they could win every game the rest of the season. They could lose every game the rest of the season. In either one, I'd be like, yeah, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> you know, like Chapman could close every opportunity lights out the rest of the season. Chapman could give up a home run every pitch. He throws the rest of the season smile the whole time. And I'd be like, yeah, no, it makes sense. Like either way, dude, I've been a huge Chapman defender. I would say over the
3: past two, three years, like I defended him even after Altuve, even after last year, but I'm, I'm out of patience. Like you get a one run lead, stop fucking walking people. I can't, I can't deal with the walks and just getting himself into trouble. Every single opportunity And Luizic just goes in there and he pumps strikes and he doesn't walk anybody. Like, I think the only reason they keep giving Chapman save opportunities is because of his salary.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he hasn't been – the first half of the year, he was the greatest closer of all time.
3: Yeah, he was great through the end of May. He
1: was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So based on – A long time ago though. Based on his history of being an elite closer – Based on you know some flashes of like you know of hope in between, and he's dealt with some injuries, and so you kind of hope like, oh, maybe it was an injury that was nagging on him. I understand why you can't not give her all this Chapman opportunities to close while we're still in August. I get it if it gets down to it, and it's like, hey, we're headed into october you're just you're not the ninth inning guy right now. we need you to be the seventh inning guy and get it done like I totally get that um. But right now, I think you still got to give the guy the opportunity. Where do you think Lasagna is most
3: valuable? Do you think he'd be better as the closer? Or do you think he's more valuable doing you know the, that two inning fireman thing?
1: I think he's got. I think he brings more value, more value to the team, doing the two inning fireman thing because we just don't have someone else who could do that. Like it's easy to say we don't have anyone who can close right now because. You know, Britain is maybe having surgery. We still don't know what's going on with him, yeah, but maybe for, yeah, he's having surgery. Like Britain may not. We may never see him pitch for the Yankees again. Because next year is his last year. A good thing they picked up the two-year option. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's how you want to do it. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I just think Chapman. Like, in order for us, we don't. We're not winning the World Series if Chapman doesn't figure into the bullpen plans.
3: It's just – I don't know. It's just every time I come in or every time he comes in, I get a bad
1: feeling. I'm just – I'm losing patience. Like he got bailed the fuck out in that Braves game. Oh, yeah. I just Austin. wish we had like a fat Spanish dude in AAA who's just going to show up and start throwing 100 miles an hour. Like I feel we run into in the playoffs every year. I feel like the Rays always have someone or Detroit always have someone yes, or yes, Cleveland yes. who they're just like, oh, here's this guy. He made two appearances in the regular season, throws 100 miles an hour. He weighs 325 pounds. And it's just all gas. And oh, and he doesn't think. So you're not going to get in his head because he's not thinking. You're taking me back to Tigers, like Joel Zumaya
3: and those guys. The Angels, even in like 02 and 05 when they beat us, had those guys. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. These teams, they just come out of nowhere. And like, you know, I don't know. Maybe their whole fan base knew about those guys, but like, we don't have that. No, we didn't.
3: And we're going to, just speaking of like the, like, I know we talked about how we hate playing in Oakland. I hate playing in Anaheim. I'm still scarred. Like, I was in, I guess, I don't know, third and fifth grade or whatever when we lost to the, you know, Angels. like in I 02, was in high and school. 05. Like, that rally in monkey, 02. man, he gives yeah. me the scaries. He freaks me out. I don't like going there.
1: Yeah, it was weird, uh, especially when it got to, like, 2002 because, like, we just won a bunch of World Series, you know? And it was like, yeah, we we just lost to the Diamondbacks, but don't worry, we'll be back. Like, that was just my life. My life was just winning the World Series. And then it was like, the first time you start to get this feeling of like, we're not going to win this. Like this isn't going well. And I don't care about these teams because they're in California and no one cares about them. And Pat, why is Pat Sajak sitting there? <laughs> they had the, what are they called? Boomsticks. The things they would like dying yeah. together. Those, those
3: things freaked me out. I think in Oh two, they lost in four games. Then Oh five, they lost in five games. Be it forever. It was, we couldn't beat the angels. And then in 09, they were fucking old and terrible by then, and we beat them in the ALCS. But, like, for a while, the Angels, like, I think they were the only team I want to say that had a winning record against Joe Torre like, when he was a Yankee manager was the Angels. Like, they owned us yeah. for like a
1: decade. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike Sosha managed the shit out of that team. Similar to, if you mentioned John Smoltz, I think about him going Baltimore in a hat. You mention like, the Anaheim Stadium or us going there. Pat's A Jack. I just think of Pat's A Jack. That's all it is. Uh, you want to talk about the Mets for a minute? Oh, I mean, they're the fucking best. Listen, here's the thing: the Mets for such a long time were a joke of a franchise, and it was the ownership. It was the Wilpons. It's it wasn't the players. It wasn't guys like Sandy, Al- you know, Allison, Alderson, whatever the fuck his name is. It's not the fans. It's not the fact that the best place to to pregame a game out there is like a junkyard full of t- tires. <laughs> It's not because like, you know, in early GPS systems, if you typed in that's where you were going, it would take you to a Korean supermarket's parking lot. <laughs> it's none of that stuff. It they got it was the Will Ponds, they got rid of the Will Ponds, and now they're issue free. And they went for it at the deadline too. So they're set. How many games up are they now? <laughs> what a joke. I mean I like it's it's going to cost him money uh, in this offseason. But Javi Paez just saying, like, yeah, fans boo me, so I boo them. You traded for this guy who was like, listen, we're in first place. We're right on the cusp, whatever they were, like right at the deadline. Lindor, who we just got, like really wants him. He'll, he can play a little shortstop. He can move to second. We're going to have this middle infield. that's going to be awesome. They're not going to both be injured all the time. Um, And when they're back, they're definitely not going to boo the fans.
3: it's so funny you know what it reminds like Lindor and bias they're both hitting i don't know 220 they're playing like shit it reminds me of like sales guys that aren't selling anything and they're like well the phones are shitty like there's the same you're giving me the same leads like they're just where i think bias said oh the fans have to be better it's like the when you just bl- you start blaming other people when you're doing poorly it's textbook,
1: textbook. yeah yeah i mean i work with sales people and i just recently had a sales guy ask me for an account that my who he just got like he just got transitioned to you know they're already in count whatever these guys ever buy anything and I was just like uh, have you ever talked to them without me on the phone like what <laughs> you know what do you think they're just gonna hand hand it to you yeah no this is I mean it's hysterical to watch it is hysterical to watch because there are there were moments I think for every Yankee fan especially when we were so bad in the first half where it's like. Fucking DeGrom. Like, DeGrom's lights out. Lights out. Going to be lights out all season. Definitely going to be healthy. Um, you know, they got Lindor. Um, you know, they've got the polar bear. And, like, now they're going out and they're going after. They're going to get Javi Baez. That's big-time stuff. And it's just like, nope, DeGrom's never going to pitch again. Baez hates the fans. Lindor's here on, uh, for forever now, but is, is – Like, what it is, is it's like when you're a kid and your cousin comes to, like, visit for the weekend and he starts acting up and you start acting up, too. Yes. And then he goes home and now you got to get your ass kicked by your dad because you've been a little (laughs) jerk off with your cousin. But guess what? He's a free agent to go home. You're here for eight years. Just getting fucking booed by Frank the tank.
3: That was the perfect analogy. No, that that was perfect. That's, it's funny too because they didn't even have to pay him. He still had one more year till free agency and his agent just gave him the self-imposed deadline of opening day and the Mets just kind of bent over and said, "Yes, if they would have just not blown their load, it would have saved half of that. They could have given him 100
1: yeah. million this off-season instead yeah. of 340." Well, I think you know they wanted to I think Steve Cohen is well no i don't want to say he's a, a smart financial guy because like he's a scumbag who's got the largest sec fine of all time got, <laughs> imagine being fined a billion dollars that's crazy that's nuts <laughs> um but like i think he got a little lost in the sauce of like i own a team i'm mean, making yeah. a big move like i'm on he it you get lost in the circus comes to town and when the circus comes to town, it's real easy to get wrapped up in the circus. And next thing you know, you're in a new town. And you're like, how the fuck did I get here? And that's what it was. Like, I bought this team. I I bought a big art, pro, art thing. And like, you know, Barstool's blogging about how like I could buy this expensive art. Like I'm the fucking man. I traded for Lindor. I got them to throw cookie in too. People wanted the Yankees to do that. They didn't do it. Look at me. I'm going to give them a contract. And it's like, that didn't work out, my guy. There's no such thing as pot committed. Nah,
3: and the, the the way or the time that I noticed that maybe someone was up is like he you know he buys the team and everyone's like, the Mets are going to sign everybody. We're going to sign Springer. We're going to sign Bauer. We're going to sign JT Romuto. And they signed James McCann. And like that was the only phrase <laughs> yeah. that they signed. I was thinking like, wait, wait a second. I thought this guy was the next Steinbrenner. Clearly not. And clearly whatever is wrong with the organization, definitely it, it transcends ownership. It's not just ownership. Like something is fucked up there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably some culture issues. I, I mean, they Sandy's back. I feel like he's been back and forth with the team for, for – in general, you got to stop hiring. I say about the Yankees all the time, stop hiring guys because they don't need directions to yes, get there. Yes, yes. We all have GPS on our phones. And I think part of it with Lindor and Baez, like just playing – like
3: Baez played his whole career in Chicago. Lindor was in Cleveland. Like that – the Midwest is very, very different from the Northeast as we know and they've probably never been booed before. They're probably not used
1: to it. Yeah. Well, because in in New York, Yankees and Mets will still show up and boo you. In Cleveland, they just won't show up. In Chicago, they're just happy. Like, well, they I won, mean, you won the World Series, right?
3: Right. Yeah. they were. Yeah, I dude, I was at the Cubs game. They lost eighteen to three, and they didn't get booed. Like, I, I don't think Cubs fans boo. I think that's like a thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, you got your World Series. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, my brother just got a new job, and he resigned on Friday from his last job. And it's his first time. This is he's leaving his first like adult job okay. to another yeah. one. I was like, dude, you're about to experience the best part of, like, working. And he was like, oh, because, like, I got, you know, he got a big salary increase. I go, no, no, no. It's these next two weeks. And, and that's what Baez is on. Baez is on his two-week notice. Fuck it. Hang out, have some dinners in New York. Yeah, no, he's really, he's really
3: playing with house money. Although, I mean, he is a free agent, you'd think. You know, he'd wanna he'd wanna up his value a bit. I, would I another thing I was thinking, like, Sanchez and Stanton are probably the two most maligned Yankees in terms of booing. Can you imagine if Giancarlo Stanton said what Baez said? There
1: people would be coming with pitchforks. Like they they'd want him dead. <laughs> there would be legitimate you wouldn't have to worry about Rizzo and Gallo. There would be real Italians outside with Jason Giambi bats in fucking wife beaters.
3: And those guys get roasted, and they've never said a bad word about the fans,
1: stand. And Sanchez, <laughs> yeah, they no. still get roasted. <laughs> Just go zero for five.
3: It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I'm not but...
1: mad at it, though. Fuck it. Boo the fans back. Like who cares? It, like you're seven and a half games back. This is you guys went for it, and you're under 500. Like fuck it. Just do whatever. Who cares? I mean, they got to make a move with DeGrom soon, right? Yeah, I mean, Sinder- they either have to – yeah, they got to decide. I would just shut him down. Why would you bring him back? No, I mean like contract-wise. Isn't he a free agent
3: soon? Yeah, I think he's got two more years, but he wants an extension like now.
1: I yeah, Cindergard was supposed to uh, uh, pitch in <laughs> Brooklyn yesterday. COVID. By the way, if he doesn't come back and pitch this year, I think he would make a ton of
3: sense on a one-year prove-it deal for yeah, us. he's
1: a free agent after this year, right? Yeah, dude.
3: Like you know, And he trains with uh, – it's the same thing with Kluber. He has uh, Cressy yeah. as his guy.
1: So, like, dude, here's 5000000 million. There's you know? been so much talk of us trading for him over the years too. Yeah. You know Cash likes him. Yeah. Um, wh- where is he from? I want to say Texas. Is that right? I'm looking it up right now. All I know about his youth is that, like, picture of him being fat when he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Mansfield, Texas. He used okay. to date Alex Cooper of Call Her Daddy fame. Got himself... Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. Got, it, got his mouth fingered at a Rangers game. That's a tough look. That's, a, that's how she got famous. Before she did call her daddy, people were like, "Who's this hot blonde?" Who she was just like fingering his mouth at a Rangers game. That's weird. It's like a Rod with the popcorn at there. Yeah, Super he must bowl. have been talking like a pussy, so she fingered his mouth like one. Um, yeah, I mean, he what has he done? I mean, like he played. Did he play in twenty twenty?
3: No, dude, I'm saying he isn't he hasn't pitched. Yeah, he got Tommy John at the same time Sevy did. Neither of them have pitched since his dude, he can't get more than like five or six million dollars for a
1: year. His value is so low. He's making nine point seven million dollars this year to do nothing. To do nothing, yes. That's fucking so sweet. That's so sweet. In yeah. New York too, although I guess he's been in Florida for most of the time. He made the same amount of money last year too, not playing. So he's made almost $20 million in the last two years not playing a single game. And at this point, I mean, COVID, 10 days. I mean, do you, if you're the Mets, do you even let him pitch for you? No. I, him
3: him, and DeGrom. Although I
1: guess he's out regardless. They're not.
3: I don't think they're going to resign him either.
1: But it's like, are you, yeah, do you let him showcase? I mean, you could probably sell some tickets for like Noah Syndergaard's last start.
3: Well, here's the thing is he said he can't throw – the doctors told him he can't throw a slider and he can't throw a curveball. So he's going to come back and be a reliever and just be a fastball change-up reliever. Like how Cinder good is he be? Yeah, because of the elbow because they said that's how he react. That's how he had a setback was throwing sliders. Something about the arm action,
1: So I guess. wait, is that like – for just this
3: season? Just for the rest of
1: this year. Okay, I think so that's the idea was like, even more hey, if turn. you could come back for this year and the team's still in the hunt, you can go out there and throw fastballs and change-ups. Yeah, and out of the pen for two, yeah. three innings. But yeah, I would bet him and DeGrom do not see a mound. Yeah, I would say... Well, DeGrom, yeah, just fucking stop it because you still have him. For yeah. Syndergaard, yeah, I mean... Hey, dude, you don't got to move apartments. You can still stay living in the same place. You can... You know, going and getting your career back in line on a show-me deal with the Yankees where you – if you're healthy, you're slotting in at a the two or three. You know, Maybe it's Cole, Seve, you. Forget Seve. I, I can't do the Seve. I can't slot Seve in anywhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm fine with that. I really only did that for you. I did that I with respect know, I know. for you. I,
3: but I'm growing up. I'm, I'm
1: maturing. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not slotting Seve in next year. All right. Okay. So, yeah, you know, now we're talking. We're talking about, you know, doing something. Let's see. It'll be interesting to see what happens, how we try to piece a team together. Because um, my biggest fear is that, yeah, the pitching just isn't – we're not going to have the length of pitching uh, throughout the playoffs. That's, that's the fear every year, man.
3: We're, we're Yankee fans.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just feel like we haven't learned from that fear. <laughs> I don't like giant spiders, so I don't go to haunted houses. Uh, you got anything else? Trying to decide if I'm going to go to any games this weekend. Yeah, so what's the, what's the situation? Uh, here's my situation. I got this wedding at the Bronx Zoo on Sunday at 6 o'clock. Sunday at 6, yeah. It's a 1 o'clock game on Sunday. The high for the day is going to be 77 degrees. So by 6 o'clock, that's like a beautiful 70 degrees. Like, so also black tie i'm tuxed the fuck up okay okay the only way it makes sense for me to go to the yankee game before this wedding and ensure that i will be there for the full game would to be to go fully tuxed just go watch a yankee game in a tuxedo in order to do that comfortably i'd have to secure myself some indoor of course facilities right so that's, you know, hey, I got to call in some favors. I'm not doing as much at the stadium this year, so I don't know that I have as many favors. I'm probably in my own head about it. I could probably send one text message and, hey, no problem. Like, we've got you. But it's a big undertaking. Now, my buddy was getting married. dad was at my house a couple weeks ago. I had a bunch of friends over. He happened to be in the area, so he came by. And the rehearsal dinner is Friday. I'm not in this wedding. The rehearsal dinner is Friday, wedding Sunday. Odd planning, so the bride used to work for the Yankees in ticket sales, and she was just like she kind of blurted out, like, we, "Yeah, we thought about getting a uh, a forty person suite," and I was like, yeah. "So okay, so let us do that for Saturday." So has that happened? No, and the reasoning why I'm not going to go into, um, but that hasn't happened. But when Sevi came back in 2019. Yes. It was like a weeknight against the Orioles. I was in a suite upstairs for work. My buddy was like, hey, my dad happens to be at the game. I text him, and he was like, oh, I'm sitting down. I'm sitting behind the third base dugout. And he goes, where are you? I go, I'm up in a suite. I could see you. And he goes, all right, I'm coming up. And I go, no, that's not how it works. Like, you can't do that. And he's <laughs> like, I'm sitting behind the dugout. I can go upstairs if I want. So I walked towards the elevator, and he's standing. He's like, Jack, you believe this? They won't let me in. Look at this ticket I got. Uh, but he 's like don 't worry, I have an extra ticket down where I am. They just had an extra legend suite ticket no one 's using in the front, and when you was in the front two rows, you get another wristband that 's open bar, like top shelf. So I just said like yo what 's up with those tickets?" So he was trying to get them. Meanwhile, my buddy who's getting married is like texting me like, "Stop texting my dad about the fucking Yankee game on Saturday. He needs to be helping us with wedding stuff." And I'm like, your wedding's been pushed back a year and a half. You should have all this shit figured out. Yeah, like, you're maybe fine. we need to go to this game. So now my buddy's dad couldn't get those tickets. He's seeing about some other tickets. We're going back and forth. And it's like, if he gets tickets and they're sweet, like sweet as in like nice tickets, I will go up on Saturday and go to the Saturday game. Now, if I'm at the Saturday game and I'm in the stadium already, Much easier. Hey, I'm in the stadium. I'm not asking for anything. This is just where I am. People come by. They say hi. You know, people work for the Yankees. It's much easier to say, yeah, no, I'm in town for this wedding. I got this wedding tomorrow night. You got anything indoors tomorrow? I'll come in a tuxedo. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, we do. So It's it's, a foot in the door method. Yeah. So I feel like if I end up there on Saturday, I'm going Sunday as well. It's two or zero. That's what I think it comes down to. What is Monday in play? Because you stay over Sunday night. No, you get hit no, on the way home. Monday. Here, Monday's a day game. Yes. But it's Labor Day. I'll be by myself. My wife is not going to this wedding. Uh, she's very pregnant. Right. Like she's at the point in her pregnancy where she's just like, I want to go to this wedding. I don't think I'm going to be a ton of fun. I am not. I would take away from your experience. So I'm not going to go. Have a dad party. Yeah, yeah. She's a hero. Um, so I'm, I'm like, all right. So I've, also my buddy was like, oh, someone asked like, oh, where, what's a seating chart? Like, can we get a preview? And he was like, oh, it's all you guys at this table. And I said, well, my wedding, my wife's not coming. And he was like, yeah, no, I know. I go, so no, no. So I'm declaring myself a sovereign citizen. I am not bound by the laws of any seating chart. <laughs> I'm going sovereign. to do whatever I want. I'm bringing a, uh, like I got a, a classy, uh, like old timey cigarette case Oh that's nice Yeah I'm gonna fill it with joints <laughs> Gonna fucking fill it with joints Who Who wants to get high But you would be the life of the party Yeah cause guess what You guys are coming to borrowed land This is my native land This is the Bronx You can't listen you're gonna throw a wedding in the hood And think I'm not gonna smoke some weed Get out of here so we'll see. might be two. might be nothing. If anyone's got, like, sweets available on Saturday or Sunday, let me know. We could talk about it. Um, but I think that's all we got. Yeah, man. Good luck. Keep me posted on. Yeah, I hope you get to go to the two games. I'll be we'll, rooting for you. We'll see. I got to. Dude, I ate six donuts this weekend, and I got to wear a tuxedo. <laughs> I got to get on that Peloton. All right, you can follow Nick on Twitter. At NYY. Follow show at George's Box Pod. Follow intern Dan at juicy 99 I hope he's at dinner with Patricia. I hope she's yeah, there. Yeah, oh, I mean, we said family dinner. I would assume that. I would assume. Term. Yeah. Patricia, if you weren't at a dinner on Monday, Dan is stepping out behind your back, and we will become your grandsons. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at JJ from the Bronx. Hey, we need a couple more wins and... We might be in in Manhattan. So we'll see you at the parade.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.